You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Monday, August the 2nd of 2021. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Welcome to the month of August. We are officially in the dog days of summer. Into the month of August, past the trading deadline, these teams are for the most part set pending any major injuries. Baseball is now it's still center stage. Football will start preseason here soon, but it is August. We made it through yet another month, and we are somehow... Didn't realize that this was possible. Somehow in the back end of 2021 as time continues to fly. Cardinals with a series win over the Minnesota Twins as they take two out of three against Minnesota. Winning on Friday and Sunday. Winning the rubber match with Adam Wainwright on the mound. And Adam Wainwright continues to impress. So we're going to not waste too much time on the show today. Breaking down the win. Talking some Adam Wainwright. Talking some Yadier Molina. Breaking down the rest of the series. Taking a deep breath and taking a... Bigger look at the trades that the Cardinals made on Friday. The gut reaction was not positive. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try and spin it into a, oh, this is an amazing move by the Cardinals and this is going to win them the World Series. I'm not going to spin it that far, but I am going to take a step back, take a deep breath, and go and, and go from there. Before I do that, be sure to, after this episode, be sure to join Walking Baseball's Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, but please just call him Sully. Every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. We're going to start with Sunday. It's fresh. It's on our minds. And it's, in my opinion, one of the more positives of it because the Cardinals really earned this one. And Adam Wainwright really helped the Cardinals earn this one. As he goes seven innings, six hits, does give up three earned, walks one, strikes out five, gives up one homer. That was probably the big mistake that Adam Wainwright made. But Adam Wainwright, who turns 40 at the end of this month on August 40th, August 40th, on August 30th, continues to flat out dominate. And again, you could say, "Oh, only he gave up three runs. That's a, about a three and a, you know, three and three fourths ERA or whatever." This guy has been the most consistent pitcher on the Cardinals staff the entire year. Let's take a look at his month of July. He goes thirty-three innings, ERA three point two seven, two and one in twelve starts. Or I'm sorry, in five starts, twenty-eight hits in those thirty-three innings. Gives up just four home runs, strikes out twenty-seven. Opponents hitting just two twenty-eight against him. And you go back, his month of June is even better than that when he had a 2-4-5 ERA. Opponents hit just 2-0-2 against him. He struck out 35 in 33 innings. Overall on the year, 9-6 and six in ERA, 3.53 in 21 starts, 132.2 thirds of an inning, whip of 1.11. You can't ask for much more from Adam Wainwright. He has been the most consistent pitcher, the best pitcher, and I sounded like a broken record here, beating a dead horse, but... I, I shudder to think about where this team would be, where their starting rotation would be without Adam Wainwright. Because outside of spending a 
one, missing one start on the COVID IL because of close contact. He has not missed a single start. He gets the ball every fifth day consistently. And as I say, just about every time he pitches, he gives this team a chance to win every single time out. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's been an absolute godsend of this rotation. Not that he's been an addition, but he's been an absolute godsend of this rotation. And without him, the starting rotation would be an absolute shambles. He's got two complete games on the year. His FIP is 3.92, so it's not that much different than his ERA. His ERA plus is 108, so above average. And again, I'm not trying to say he's pitching like he was in 2013, when, uh, 2014, when his ERA plus was 127 and 153, respectively. So I'm not saying he should be a Cy Young contender type guy, but he should be in consideration for the Cardinals' Cy Young. Yeah, when you look at Jack Flaherty's numbers, his might be better. But Jack Flaherty... You know, only has 10 or 12 starts on his name. Not, not, not sure he had that. He was he was 8-1 and one whenever he, he departed. And his ERA is better. And I, I get all that. Jack Flair probably is the better pitcher. But Adam Wainwright has been able to stay healthy. He's been able to go out there, like I say, every single fifth day and absolutely get the job done. You cannot say enough good things about Adam Wainwright. Especially this season and what he's done to help his team win. And he even hit a hundred and. 12, I think I think it was 112 mile per hour hit yesterday, and a 10 or 12 pitch at bat that that helped the team get a run. Ended up being uh, an error, but he still hit the ball hard and put the ball in play. And as you know that I like to say for those long-time listeners, and if you're not a long-time listener, welcome to the show and welcome to one of my favorite sayings, put the ball in play, good things happen. Adam Winter hit the ball 109.8 miles an hour on the air that kind of opened up the scoring a little bit there. So every fifth day, we're talking positive things about Adam Wainwright. We need to do two, we need to do two things with Adam Wainwright. We need to, one, appreciate what he's doing at 39 years old and not take it for granted. And two, this is more for me as well, let's not be surprised anymore that he continues to dominate. Is he, he, He's human, and I, I get that. He might have a bad start coming up. So I, I get it. But we need to start expecting and not be so surprised and, and realize that Adam Wainwright is a top-tier pitcher on this Cardinal staff. He's a leader both in the field and in the clubhouse. And I said it before, but without the injuries, I think we're looking at Adam Wainwright as more of a Hall of Fame player. Because you look at it, he lost 2011 completely due to injury. And then he pitched okay in 13, or okay in, okay in 12, rather. Then in 2013 and 14, he was top three Cy Young Award winner, led the league in wins in 2013, and shutouts, and innings pitched, and hits allowed and batters faced. And then in 2014, he was top three signing again, eighth in the MVP voting, winning 20 games at an area 2.38. 2015 in seven, or yeah, seven games, four starts. Those other three came with the, the tail end of the year. Was two and one with a 1.61 ERA. And a FIP of 213. And a whip of 1.03. The same whip that he had in 2014. 2016, he had some, some, Still dealing with, with, with some injury, but had a 4.62. It's a little bit respectable. 17-18, had some, some dead arm periods where he didn't get a lot of starts. Only 24 start games in one year, 8 in the other. 2019, his numbers weren't great, but he pitched great near the tail end of 2019, especially near the tail end. And 2020 and 2021 continues to dominate. So, I think without losing 2011, without losing almost all 2015, and then having injuries whether it be because of the Achilles or subsequent injuries in 17 and 18, when he didn't make a full season start, 
I think we're looking at Adam Wainwright as more of a Hall of Famer than we are right now. Because as we are right now, it's it's a very respectable career. 176 wins, 3.39 ERA, an ERA plus of 118. And again, an ERA plus, the average of that is 1. A whip of 1.2, 1,954 strikeouts. So it probably he should get to 2,000 strikeouts by the time it's all said and done. Um, just see, quick math, 46 away from that. 7.6 strikeouts per nine, just 2.4 walkouts per nine, 0.8 home runs per nine. Keeps the ball in the ballpark, especially back in his heyday. So without the, again, without the injuries lost, the season's lost due to injury, Adam Wainer, in my opinion, is a borderline Hall of Famer. He's an absolute Cardinal Hall of Famer. And again, depending on how you feel about the Cardinal Hall of Fame or whatever, he's going to be wearing a red jacket in the Cardinal Hall of Fame. I don't think he's enough for Cooperstown, maybe in a veterans committee somewhere down the road, but I don't think he'll get voted in by the writers. But Adam Wainwright knows how to pitch, knows how to get outs, knows how to play this game of baseball. And I spent a lot longer talking about him than I wanted to today, but Adam Wainwright deserves that much, that, that kind of attention. He deserves the recognition that he's getting. He deserves... Again, I'm not trying to say that he deserves a Cy Young candidate. It deserves to be an all-star or anything of that nature. But he does deserve to be recognized as one of the, in my opinion, the top pitcher that the Cardinals have. So we'll go ahead and take a break now since I've talked about Adam Wainwright for the entire first segment. (laughs) Then I'll talk about his battery mate next, Yadier Molina, as he makes history yesterday at Busch Stadium. And then I'll uh, get into... Um, segue that into into the game Sunday and then go into the weekend because Bjarne Molina made history on Sunday. Talk about the win there and then the rest of the weekend. All that and more coming up here in just a moment. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We're in the dog days. We are almost to a stretch run. You can track all the action at Bet Online. You can also get golf, Olympic, and UFC MMA news, odds, and info. At Bet Online. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Check it out for yourself. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50% welcome bonus, so you get if you deposit 100 bucks, you get 50 extra bucks when you enter the promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N. Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Spent so much time talking about Adam Wainwright in the first segment. Talking about Yadier Molina just a little bit here in the second one. As he makes history, he is now fourth, has the fourth most hits in Cardinals history as he passes Albert Pujols with 2,073. Yadier now has 2,074, and it came off of John Gant. That was the 2,074. He's got 2,075. He had another hit later in the ballgame. Say what you will about Yadier Molina today about how he maybe is lazier, not a very good offensive player anymore, shouldn't be batting fifth, and I agree with some of these points on the most part. I definitely agree that he should not be batting fifth, but let's put all that aside for just a moment. Yadier Molina is a remarkable catcher, Hall of Fame catcher. I'm not sure if he's going to be first ballot, but I know that he's going to be a Hall of Fame catcher, one of the greatest Cardinals to ever live, one of the greatest Cardinals to ever live, 
and it's just been remarkable really since 2009. 2009 was his first All-Star year. The year before that was when his first time breaking 300. Uh, but let's take a look, because they mentioned this, uh, that he has the most hits since 2012, which is when Albert left. And I'm going to take a look at that stretch. 2012 to 2021, he's hitting 285 and on base with 332, slugging 423 and OPS of 755. Not terrible, not bad, right? OPS plus of 104, slightly above average. 113 home runs in that stretch, 241 doubles, 1,212 hits. So very respectable offensive numbers. And again, his his defensive numbers speak for themselves. When you're talking about um, you know his percentage of, of runners thrown out and his fielding percentage has been remarkable. Um, career at catcher, 99%, so .995 is his fielding percentage. And again, there's so much more say, metrics to get into that, that I don't know as much about. However, I do know that he is a very good stealing catcher or catcher from presenting base runners. 2005, led the league in caught stealing percentage. 2006, led the league in caught stealing percentage. 2010, led the league. 2014, led the league again. And he has a career 40% success rate at throwing out base runners. Remarkable career for Yadier Molina. So again, putting all the other stuff aside for just a moment, congratulations, Yadier Molina. A chance to get up to third, to get up to Rodgers Hornsby. Don't know if it'll happen, um, but again, a big-time congratulations to Yadi Air Morlina. Molina um, is, is really just 35 hits behind Rogers Hornsby, so there there is a chance to, to get there. Uh, but but nevertheless, we will we'll have to wait and see to see if Yadi can, can get that. And when that happens, that that will be a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous milestone. Um, so Cardinals get a game above 500 with the win on Sunday. Let's get into the Sunday baseball talk. Adam Wainwright, like I mentioned, seven innings, six hits, three and five punch outs. Giovanni Gallegos and Alex Reyes combined for two perfect innings, each striking out a man. Reyes throwing nine pitches and Gallegos throwing eight. Just straight filth. Straight filth, straight dominance out of the Cardinal bullpen. Reyes ERA down to 185. Gallegos down to 245. And again, Bullpen ERA, when you're looking at ERA for individual bullpen arms, isn't necessarily the base, the best metric to use. But opponents hitting just 148 off of Giovanni Gallegos. A uh, whip for Gallegos of 0. .71. 63 strikeouts in 55 innings. I'm taking my chances with Gio. So, very solid numbers for the Cardinal bullpen. Offensively, yesterday, Dylan Carlson with a three-hit day, two doubles, um, and also driving... In one, three for five for the Cardinal right fielder. Continues to, to flash the the ability that he has. And the Cardinal outfield continues to just, in my opinion, improve each and every day. Bader went 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Might be cooling off a bit. Coming back down to earth just a touch. But O'Neill has hit the ball hard last couple days. Had went 1 for 4 yesterday. And again, my point being, even when this team doesn't, when this outfield doesn't hit, they continue to affect the games in multiple ways, uh, whether it be with their glove or their arm or, or what have you. So Carlson, three hit night, the other three hit day coming from Edmundo Sosa as he goes three for three with a walk, two runs driven in, uh, one of them on a home run to right center field that just snuck out of here. I don't think Edmundo Sosa or Paul DeYoung are long-term options at shortstop, either one of them. Edmundo Sosa came out very nicely um, whenever DeYoung got hurt, had a nice couple weeks there. Again, I don't think either one of them are full-time shortstop position players at the major league level. I want the Cardinals to go after Trevor Story in the offseason, or at least maybe even Corey Seager, 
maybe even Javi Baez, but <laughs> nevertheless, I want Story. I want Deion, but I don't want Deion or Sosa playing for shortstop every day in 2022. However, again, putting that aside for just a moment and focusing on the positives from this weekend, Edmundo Sosa, when he has a day, he has himself a day. He went three for three, and I just think Edmundo Sosa, again, he's going to commit errors. Like I I get that, but I just think Sosa has such a baseball mind and is able to to, to make some plays that the young isn't able to make. For example, that double play that he turned against Chicago two weeks ago uh, in extra innings when TJ McFarland induced a double play ball. I don't think the young makes that double play. He very well could, but I just I just love what Amundo Sosa brings. Uh, they're not a perfect ball player. I think Amundo Sosa could be starting for this season. Uh, but again, I would really like to see maybe even use Sosa or DeYoung in a trade package to get a, a, a reliever or a second baseman or something of that nature. Uh, however, Tommy Evan has been looking a lot better. Speaking of second baseman, he goes three for four, or two for four rather, um, has two big hits, two big hits over the weekend. Um, in, in this series, one of them coming on Friday in the, in the uh, probably the, the clinching hit coming on Friday against the Minnesota Twins. He uh, clears the bases uh, with a double, and then he um, has the, the two for four performance on Sunday. So, and, and when you look at his past week, he's actually playing pretty good baseball. He is hitting 304, 360 on base, 565 slugging, 7 for his last 23. So maybe getting back to the ways of old for Tommy Edmonds. So all in all, very good performance. Did have an air mix in on Sunday, but a good performance for the Cardinals on Sunday against the Minnesota Twins. Saturday, not so much as they get beat 8-1 to as Jake Woodford and his experiment is over. As he is, has been officially optioned down to Memphis. And Yohan Oviedo pitched well on Memphis uh, whenever he got sent back down. Uh, so maybe Woodford can do the same. But he just he was laboring throughout the entire night. Gave up a sack fly, a double in the first. Gave up, I think I counted five to six two-strike hits. Or it was four two-strike hits of the first seven that Minnesota had. And just stuff looked extremely, extremely flat uh, out of the hand of uh, Jake Woodford. But nevertheless, he is tagged with a loss, and I hope he does well and, and develops well in the minors. Cardinals do commit two errors in this one. That that was kind of sloppy baseball to see. When I think when the pitcher starts to being sloppy, the defense behind you is sloppy. Nolan Arenado had an error, and I thought Tom Verducci had a great line of the broadcast. Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado making an error is like Frank Sinatra missing a note. Doesn't happen very often. Love that line. Paul DeYoung also committing uh, an, an easy error. Both of them fielding. But behind, and again, this is just kind of, so what at this point? But behind Woodford, the bullpen was very good. They went seven innings, gave up just one earned run, gave up five hits. They struck out uh, seven and only gave up the one earned run, walked one. That was a combination of TJ McFarland, Andrew Miller, Luis Garcia, and Justin Miller. So all pitching uh, very well behind Jake Woodford and showing that, that they can do well in a mop-up type role. And offensively, credit to to. Uh, the, the Twins pitching staff. Ober went four innings. Um, uh, Alcala went two innings, and then uh, the bullpen made, made it stick from there. Only getting the one run uh, was Dylan Carlson's RBI single. Cardinals only able to muster up five hits. Uh, two from Molina, one from Bader, um, and two from Nolan Arenado. So he went two for three. No extra base hits, six runners on base. Saturday was just a complete, complete dud. 
for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but Friday, however, was not, as they get a big-time hit, like I mentioned, from Tommy Edmond late in that game in the sixth. A bases-clearing double to break the tie at 1-1. One to one. And like I mentioned, maybe Tommy Edmond is starting to get back into the Tommy Edmond of old, his rookie season, and even a little bit last season. Uh, I mentioned his numbers over the last week as his average. And again, average isn't everything. I get that. But I, I do think it matters more than some say. Nevertheless, average up to 259 on base is now about 300 at 304, thankfully. Um, and he is hitting, he is slugging at a 380 clip, which is higher than what it has been this year. I don't think he's a 304, 350, 500 player. Looking at a slash line, I also don't think he's a 250, 317, 368 player like he was in 2021. I think he's somewhere somewhere in between there, maybe on bases in the 330s and slugging in the high 300s to low 400s and an average around 260, 270, somewhere in that range. And if the Cardinals can get that from Tommy from the, from here on out, that, that's a huge win. So he has a basic clearing hit. Uh, pitching staff, what did well, weighed the block, pitched well enough for the win. But the bullpen, again, made it stick. Ryan Helsing, inning in a third, shut out baseball. Gallegos and Reyes was shut out baseball behind that as well. So Friday was a was a late dramatic win with the winning runs coming in the sixth inning. Cardinals also scoring via um, a Harrison Bader sacrifice fly as he continues again he's cooled off a little bit but it continued to hit RBIs in two of the three games. And he, the, the Cardinals have played better baseball since he's since he's returned. There's no doubt about it because uh, he's returned at the beginning of July and the Cardinals have played very good baseball in July. July is now over so let, let's. Let's give credit to where credit is due. The Cardinals played an exceptional July. I'll get into that as well as the trade deadline in segment number three. But uh, Friday was one of those games that it, it got down late. Tommy Edmund comes through. Cardinals got a win. And it was a good series win against Minnesota. I will say I, I recognize the fact that Minnesota is in last place in the National League Central. They are 44-62. and 62. They're 18 games back of a of the first place, 15 and a half back of the wild card, run differential of negative 75. They are 19 and 36 against teams with records above 500. So this Minnesota is not a good team, especially after the fire, not fire show, after the sale of a Nelson Cruz, of a Jose Barrios, and of maybe even J.A. Happ. But this is still a quality series win. The Cardinals played good baseball. It wasn't just like they, they, they scrapped by. They played good baseball. They got the job done, and now they – uh, wait for Atlanta to come in tomorrow. Uh, I'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. But speaking of J.A. Happ, let's take a look at that trade. And let's take a look at the John Lester trade. Again, like I said at the top, I'm not going to try and spin this into some huge, positive, wonderful move by the St. Louis. But I am going to take a more deeper look and look at look at more of the positives of this trade and what can come from this trade. And like I said, as well as look at the schedule in the month of July that was for the St. Louis Cardinals. All that coming up here in just a moment. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for every single person listening. When you want to talk to a Built Bar fan, we are passionate about our favorites. I love the double chocolate. All these flavors I'm about to mention are covered 100% in chocolate. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. If you haven't tried all these flavors and your mouth is watering like mine is right now just thinking about how delicious these Built Bars are, Get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. All bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today. Get the coconut, get the raspberry, get the double chocolate, get the orange, get whatever you'd like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team as well. Isn't that neat? So get yourself a Built Bar. 
and watch the Olympics. But you get yourself a built bar by going to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. St. Louis Cardinals are 1-0 in August. And I mentioned they've been playing better baseball as of July. And I, I stand by that. They, they went into July. They started July 1. On, on July 1, they were 40-42, and 42, nine games out of first place, eight and a half out of a wild card. You jump to today, on August 2nd, they are 53-52, and 52, nine and a half back of first place, and six and a half out of a wild card. So they got closer and... In the wild card, another point that's interesting, in my opinion, they were they're at negative thirty-seven run differential right now. In July one, they were negative forty-five, so they are making slight improvements in some areas. In June, they were nine and eighteen. They were nine and eighteen. Some of those losses included a four-game sweep at the hands of the Reds at home, a three-game sweep at Chicago, losing three to four at Atlanta getting swept on a two-game set by the Tigers, and losing 3-4 out of four at home to the Pirates. A very bad month of June. In July, they're 12-11. and 11. So are they lighting the world on fire? No, and I, I understand that. But they are 12-11, and 11, playing better baseball, and that should be worth noting. And they're playing better baseball because they have another week schedule coming up. Their strength of schedule this season has not been long. If you're a believer in that, and if you want to try and trick yourself into thinking they're going to have a good August, well, here you go. They've got three games against Atlanta. They've got three games against Kansas City, three games against Pirates, and then three more at Kansas City. So they've got some opportunities here to make some headway in, in this division. Or at least to, to make their headway in winning some baseball games. They sit, like I said, nine games out. Milwaukee and Pittsburgh have a series starting tonight. So hopefully that the uh, Cubs or the, the Brewers uh, can... can <laughs> Play bad baseball against the Pirates. I don't see that happening. However, and the Reds play tomorrow against Minnesota Twins. So the NL Central has some weak opponents, including inside of itself, uh, coming up here shortly. So the Cardinals' only hope is to play well within the division. Okay, let's talk about John Lester and J.A. Happ. John Lester is going to get the ball on Tuesday against the Atlanta Braves, and J.A. Happ is going to go on Wednesday against the Atlanta Braves. John Lester was acquired in exchange for Lane Thomas. Lane Thomas was going nowhere in this organization. Nowhere. He wasn't getting any playing time. Wasn't gonna, he wasn't getting any playing time, so he wasn't doing anything. So the Cardinals decided to move him. That's fine. Move, move Lane Thomas, get him a better opportunity to play. However, they got John Lester back. And I want, again, I want to preface this one more time by saying I'm not saying that either one of these moves are good moves and I'm okay with them. Let's just look at the positives for today. Let, let's look at the positives. There might not be that many, but let, let, let's try and find some. Okay? Let, let, let's just try. John Lester, for his career, has 196 wins, so he could get his 200th as a Cardinal. That could be kind of fun. Got a 3.64 ERA and a whip of 1.27. This season, he's got an ERA of 5.02. He's got a whip of 1.59 on opponents rating 297 against him, and he has not had, in my opinion, a good year since 2018. You could even argue that 2018 wasn't great, uh, and he hasn't had a good year since 2016, his second year with Chicago, the year they won the World Series. 
John Lester is under contract for just this year. He'll be done after this year, most likely done in the majors. He is 37 years old. ERA of 5.02. Best case scenario, he pitches like he did in his first first three starts. Five shutout innings in his opening start against the Marlins. Five innings, three earned against the Braves. Six innings, one earned run against the Philadelphia Phillies. Best case scenario. He's not had a good start in terms of, he's coming off two decent starts, I should say. But before this most recent, before the June 19th start, where he went seven shutout innings, um, didn't have a good start when you look at earned runs and innings pitched since June 19th. Um, six innings, two earned runs against the Mets. Uh, I meant to say July 19th when he pitched against the Miami Marlins. Uh, so coming off on July 24th was his most recent start against the Baltimore Orioles. Went five innings, three earned, gave up two bombs. Uh, he's given up 14 home runs this year and 75 and a third innings pitched. So again, doesn't look great when you look look at just the numbers. The best case scenario for both of these guys, before I get into the numbers for J.A. Happ and tell you how bad he's been, the best case scenario for both of these guys is that they flash back to what they used to be. Because these guys were good pitchers in their heyday. <laughs> you know, they're both 37, 38 years old now. But back in the day, they, they do have some, did have some solid years. Best case scenario, these, these guys reach back down to the well a little bit, the age of youth, and pitch well. Not I have more confidence in, in John Lester than I do in J.A. Happ because I think John Lester is overall the better pitcher on the career. J.A. Happ has a 6.77 ERA this year. Opponents hitting a whopping 3.06 against him. In his last seven starts, it doesn't get much better. 7.82 ERA, 13 walks, 33 earned runs, and 38 innings and a whip of 1.82. He has not had a good start in a long time. Coming off a nine-run outing against the Detroit Tigers in just three innings. Um, his last quality start came July the 8th, seven innings, three earned against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, before that, six innings of two earned runs against the Cleveland Indians. So they've shown flashes of it. And again, that's going to be the best case scenario. You get flashes of brilliance or flashes of at least competence from J.A. Happ and John Lester. That, that's all you can hope for. You cannot expect these guys to save your bullpen, save your arms, and to absolutely get you back into this race. If they do, I, I would love nothing more than to eat my words and to be proven wrong, and to be saying, okay, yeah, th- this was a great move by Mo, low-hanging fruit, they bought low, great job by Mo. I would love nothing more than that, but I just don't think it's going to happen. They-, they-, they got cash for J.A. Hatt to help pay with the salary. That was something. John Gantz wasn't a great fit in this bullpen, so I guess that's something as well. Now you can try and find your bullpen pieces a little bit better. But again, th- th- this, th- these these moves, Ben Fredrickson pointed this out, the and I believe Derek Gold of the St. Louis Post Dispatch as well. These moves made more sense months ago when the Cardinals were, were still in it. They they could piece these moves together. They could maybe get these arms whenever they, um, when, whenever they were in contention. But for a team in contention, this move these moves make silly silly sense. But again, that that's the best case scenario. One can only hope that you get somewhere close to the best case scenario uh, this this rest of the season. And again, hopefully the Cardinals schedule, they, they can take advantage of it, unlike they took advantage of it last time. So that'll do it for today. On tomorrow's show, I'll go more in-depth to the Atlanta series, more in-depth to J.A. Happ and John Lester, and what we can expect from the two newest Cardinals. Before I let you go, we are sponsored in part today by Locked on Bet. So go win yourself some money uh, by listening to your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling on Locked on Bets with daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and the lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. 
Follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to leave a follow, leave a rating, leave a comment, whatever you can. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And email the show anytime at LockedOnCards.gmail.com. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.